The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. What's one of your favorite memories? Hmm, let's see. Well, there was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. I mean, when you're sitting on the beach, it's so peaceful and you sort of forget there's a whole other world under there just full of all kinds of life. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. They kind of reminded me of tropical birds. They were so bright and colorful, just darting all over the place like birds in the sky. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. to today's homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my co-host, Joe Truini. And this week, like every week, we've got a lot of great information for you because you're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, most current home improvement information you'll find anywhere. During this first hour, we're going to talk about can you paint aluminum siding? I can tell you already the answer is yes, but like many painting projects, it's all about the preparation. We'll talk a little bit about that. Mailbox questions. I've got a little mailbox story to tell you, and we've got a homeowner that needs a little help with their mailbox. On our Around the Yard segment this week, when should you eliminate old plants? We also have our summer um, edition of our Four Seasons of Homeownership uh, emails. And Joe, what about that simple solution coming up? What might we expect? You might expect um, some information on how to grow. Um, make sure your flower, your flower boxes, sometimes window, people call them window boxes, anything mm-hmm. like that, um, how to keep them growing throughout the summer. Uh, this time of year, a lot of people are, have window boxes or small flower boxes. And if you don't have room in your yard, this is a great way to grow plants. So I've got some tips on, on making sure they survive the whole summer. And boy, that certainly can improve the look, a uh, curb appeal. Um, see a lot of those little flower boxes that people yep. build or the brackets that they buy to hang over the rails of your deck. I always thought, oh, that's that kinda, is a great idea, isn't yeah, it? It was yeah. kind of cool to have a little, you know, so, so that you're not taking up your deck space. Yeah. And certainly having a container plant on a deck is yep. not really a good idea because yeah. you're going to water that to keep it alive and a little bit of water is going to get under it. It traps and you're going to have trouble down the road so it looking stains, forward yeah it stains deck it's in the That's way right. it's taking up uh-huh. floors and something i've seen around here i see a lot of people building little flower boxes into their mailbox posts Have oh you seen yeah that? i see that a lot it's yeah. really beautiful when the flowers are growing out behind the mailbox really a nice look so anyway any of these tips I'm going to be sharing can be used in almost any of those situations. I know someone that planted some uh, Asiatic jasmine around the mailbox, and it just right. took off, really, <laughs> really overgrew it. And uh, the mailman put a note in there saying, please oh, really? do wow. not plant this because of how it attracts bees. 
Oh, and so yeah, they talk about how, you know, to choose. And then uh, I read an article one time about that, choosing the right plants for your mailbox so that your mailman doesn't get bitten. So, <laughs> right. Well, I, I went to the mailbox, I think it was two summers ago, and to get the mail. And there was a note in it and just said ants with an exclamation point. I'm like, what, <laughs> what the heck is that? So, and we have a big mailbox, like the biggest uh, mailbox you can get. And I looked and way in the back was completely covered with little teeny tiny ants. No kidding. Why they're in the mailbox, I have no idea. You know, it's really hot in there in the summer. So I had to spray something to get rid of the ants. But yeah, you, you don't really often think about that, but you have a mail person coming every single day. That's, that's a deal right. With that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they'll tell you about it. Hey, we're just getting started here on today's Homeowner Radio. We want to hear from you how we can help you with any challenge you might be having around your home. You can send us an email anytime, todayshomeowner.com slash ask, or pick up the phone and call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 800-946-4420. Joe, I, was, uh, I know you sent me that picture the other yeah, day couldn't help of it. this yep. big giant fish first thing in the morning and just wondered, is did you catch that fish or was that a friend of yours that had a good day fishing? <laughs> I mean, well, I know, I know that's spent, a trick you know, you've played a few times. You know, like, hey, I'll give you five dollars if I can take a picture with your fish. <laughs> <laughs> I am very, I am very fortunate that uh, right down the street, literally a two-minute drive, I have some good friends who have a piece of property with a big pond on it. It's probably about seventy or eighty yards long instead of sure. hundred. Mm-hmm. It's about wow. that size, so it's a nice size, Man. and it's not too deep. Probably the deepest part might be eight or ten feet, so it's pretty mm-hmm. shallow. It's full of bait fish, you know, perch and bluegills. And so there are lots of largemouth bass, and nobody fishes this. The homeowners don't fish. Perfect. I, I, think Perfect. I might They're be hungry. the only person. They're hungry. They're hungry. And uh, so, yeah, so I went fishing at 6.30 yesterday morning. The first cast, I caught this probably about a four-pound largemouth bass. And, of course, I had to snap a picture and send it to Danny just to make him feel <laughs> a little jealous. But you get a chance to go fishing living on a river. You get a chance to go fishing much more often than I do. I know. I need to, I need to do more of that. Uh, it did make me... Um, really want fish, so I had fish. La- I had fish last night. So <laughs> Danny sees that he doesn't think I want to go fishing. He says I want to eat fish. Yeah, I want some fish. So we got some great red snapper, fresh red snapper, which is a uh, certainly popular this time of the year down down here. And, Very local. Um, yeah. And then blackened it out on the grill with some asparagus and oh nice, you know, a, few, a little shrimp on top of it. Yeah, it was a. You inspired me. You inspired yeah. me to to, <laughs> to to go to the the fish market. So. <laughs> Hey, you know, we, uh, we're experiencing some really heavy rainfall right now, and, and, you know, that does happen from time to time. And I'll tell you what, use it to your advantage. I mentioned this quite a bit. It may sound a little crazy, but put on your rain suit, grab that umbrella, and walk around the outside of your house when it is truly raining. I'll tell you what, it'll, it'll, it'll show you, is your house draining properly? Uh, do you have any leaks in your gutters? You can always go around uh, and even um, possibly use some binoculars from time to time to really look at how the water's coming off the roof, through your gutters if you have them. Make sure you really check those downspouts and how the downspout spills out to make sure there's a splash block or something to prevent um, any erosion. And very important, you don't want any water ponding around your home. Now, you might have taken the border grass or you might have taken some of the metal edging to create a nice defined bed. That's okay, but don't let it be a dam that uh, ponds that water 
against your foundation because problems will occur at some point. Extremely important on that. So you just want to make sure everything's flowing. And if you, you know, have any erosion problems, you can tell where the water is flowing there so that you can divert it and make sure that you don't have an ongoing issue like that. There's so many times, uh, Joe, as you know, that after a house is established for a while, yeah. um, you know, and maybe the, um, the, the ground and the thatch and just debris in the yard, it just kind of builds it up a little bit, you know, and, and uh, it can cause that damming effect. I've seen many times beautiful flower beds, turns out to be quite a dam. And it doesn't matter if, if that water is ponding around the house and you're on a concrete slab, right. it can cause some problems underneath. But if you're on a crawl space, you certainly don't want that water running into that crawl space. No, crawl space or basements. I mean, people don't realize if you have a poured, even if you have a poured concrete foundation, if water builds up against that from the outside, it'll force its way in through the tiniest little cracks and fissures. And we talk every week, right, about concrete cracking. So uh, you don't need much of a crack to get water in. But what we're talking about, talking about this, Danny, I want to quickly go through a, a, a little explanation that we haven't done in a while okay. about because we get calls and emails all the time about, do I need a French drain or how do I move this water? And this, this is the general rule. This is from the experts who move water for a living. It's whenever water is running off of a hardscape, meaning like a driveway, a patio, road, anything like that, you use a channel drain or sometimes it's called a trench drain, which is a long linear drain that is open to the air at top. So water will f go into that. So again, this is with water's running off a hardscape. But when water's pooling on the soil, if you have area in your lawn where you notice water pooling up after a heavy rain, that's when you need a French drain. So and a French drain is a buried pipe that's perforated and it's covered with basically landscape fabric so it doesn't get clogged up. Um, that's like a simple explanation. But the, So those are the two things you have to be um, worried about and then decide how to handle it, whether it's running off a hardscape or is it just pooling you know, pretty much anywhere in your yard. Because, you know, a lot of times when you have that influx of rain and water's really moving, you know, a pretty good rate, um, French drain is just not going to really help you because a lot of times that's just going to run right over the surface of the ground. That's where right. putting in other drains or even better, just um, contour your ground to where the water runs off passively, evenly, and that gives you plenty of extra uh, irrigation for all of your plants, but also it uh, minimizes the maintenance that you have in keeping all all of those drains clean. So important on managing that water. You know, it's it, when it's uh, raining, it wants to be, you, you want it to be a nice and relaxing and peaceful time. Right. Uh, if, if you've got water problems, you're never going to be relaxing when it's raining. So That's right. uh, just a few things to think about. I uh, did that this morning. I checked out a little erosion issue that I had. I know exactly how to fix it now because of all of that rain. And I'm, 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 I'm as wet. I'm, I'm, I'm soaking wet right now. So, <laughs> but well, you but sound you, great. You don't sound well. Wet Good, good, good. Hey, we're just getting started here on today's Homeowner Radio. So glad you're spending some of your busy weekend with Joe and I here on today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Red, white, and due savings are heating up at the Home Depot. Get great savings that are worth celebrating. And by celebrating, we mean grilling. 
Get a Dynaglow four-burner gas grill now on special buy for $199 at the Home Depot. It's versatile, easy to use, and includes digital pro controller technology for precise temperature control, making it your go-to grill for all those summer celebrations. Get more done during red, white, and do savings with a Dynaglow four-burner gas grill for just $199 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Replacing your home's roof is a big deal, so it's not something you want to do more than once. That's why a quality metal roof makes so much sense. Metal roofs are stronger, more durable, and stand up to severe weather like hurricanes far better than traditional shingle roofs. They improve energy efficiency, lower maintenance, and come in a wide variety of styles and colors to fit any type of home. Learn more about how a quality metal roof can protect your home for a lifetime. Get your free Metal Roofing Alliance Buyer's Guide at MetalRoofing.com slash Today's Homeowner. Are you hooked on home improvement? Then take our easy-to-understand practical advice with you wherever you go by downloading the Today's Homeowner podcast. With a fresh new episode every week, you'll always have access to the latest tips, tricks, and answers to your home improvement questions. It's like having Danny Lipford and his crew right there with you while you work. Subscribe to the Today's Homeowner podcast today through your favorite podcast app or visit todayshomeowner.com slash podcast to learn more. Today's homeowner is introducing a brand new podcast called Ask Danny. Each week, Danny chats with an industry friend to tackle your most commonly asked questions. They'll share pro tips and practical advice to help your project succeed. Plus, there's always a unique or funny story along the way. Because let's face it, improving your home never quite goes according to plan. You can find Ask Danny wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Today's Homeowner to find our channel and subscribe. And send us your questions at todayshomeowner.com slash askdanny. You only get one chance to make the first impression. And what does your home's appearance say about you? I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned, and I'll share some simple and budget-friendly ways to improve your curb appeal right after this. When your house needs a new roof, it's important to make a good investment. The roof is literally your home's first line of defense against the elements, so you want something that's durable, low-maintenance, long-lasting and protects your home from strong winds, hail, and even wildfire. You want a quality metal roof because it performs as beautifully as it looks. The Metal Roofing Alliance can help you find the metal roof that's right for you. Check out their free Metal Roofing Buyer's Guide at MetalRoofing.com. If your home is looking a little worse for the wear, perhaps seems to be stuck in a decade of days gone by, here are some very simple, inexpensive improvements that all revolve around color. A new coat of paint is the number one difference you can make, and if you do the painting yourself, you'll save a ton of money. And if time is an issue, simply focus on painting just one side of your house at a time. Another area to draw focus is on accents, such as a bold colored door or complementary colored shutters. A splash of color in the yard adds a lot of appeal, so look at a few plants and flowers to create that interesting look. And finally, don't forget about something as simple as adding color and decorative foliage around your mailbox. Color is the key without spending a lot of green. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. You could help protect a home from fire, wouldn't you? Now with the new Outlet Branch Circuit AFCI Receptacle from Leviton, it's easy to add protection from dangerous arc faults that may lead to fire. The Outlet Branch Circuit AFCI Receptacle is designed to detect a wide range of arcing electrical faults and responds by cutting off power, which reduces the likelihood of the arc fault becoming an ignition source of fire. Learn more at leviton.com AFCI.
Today's Homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The Today's Homeowner Radio Show is a nationally syndicated television show, and it is heard all over this country on some fantastic stations like this one in Plainwell, Michigan, WAKV AM 980. Special hello to everybody in and around Michigan there. We want to hear from you. You know what to do. Send us an email anytime. Today'sHomeowner.com slash ask, or pick up the phone and call us 800 946 4420. Bill is on the line right now from Wyoming. Bill, welcome to the show and tell us what's going on around your house. Well, I'm having an issue with my siding. Uh, mm-hmm. It's aluminum siding. It's about uh, close to 30 years old. It's probably getting close to the end of its life. But mm-hmm. the issue is part of it, uh, the paint is coming off of part of it. And I don't know if it's possible to paint it or should I just have to replace all of the siding. Hey, Bill, uh, quick quick question. Is this the original paint, or has, was the house painted and it's peeling off? No, this is original. Oh, you've never heard of original paint peeling off siding. Have yeah, that, that, is very, that is very unusual because uh, normally with aluminum siding, um, you have a chalkiness. It just starts getting right. very yep. chalky and oxid- oxidizing. Um, so that's a little unusual, but the approach would still be the same. In um, First of all, yes, you can successfully paint it. Um, always better because it's a really smooth surface to apply your paint with a spray gun if you can. You don't have to, but um, some of the cordless sprayers um, that are, um, Wagner has one line, there's other many lines like that, that you don't have to have the compressor and so forth is is very homeowner friendly, but the you know airless type sprayers also are very, very popular. But the thing you want to do is you got to get it clean, and that starts with using trisodium phosphate properly. TSP available at all of the um, home centers, paint stores and such. And you just clean it really, really well. You don't even, you can use a pressure washer, but you don't have to as much as wet it down, use the um, TSP and then wash it down, allow it to dry and then move forward. If you have any peeling paint like that, you will have to do a little sanding or scraping very carefully to get any of the loose paint off before you apply the paint. But but then, Joe, it's the selection of the paint that's yeah. pretty important yeah. because uh, they, some of the manufacturers recognize how many aluminum-sided houses that are out there and they're going to need painting at some point. Yeah, Bill, if you um, ordinarily they recommend 100% acrylic latex house paint. So basically the same paint you'd use on a house regardless of whether it's aluminum siding or not. And the reason they, they recommend that is is it expands, contracts, and it's got great adhesion. So it will stick to the surface, and as the siding heats up and cools down, the paint will hopefully not crack. So that would certainly be one option. But I recently was in Home Depot, and I saw a product I had not seen before. I don't know if it's new or not. It's called Bears Premium Direct-to-Metal Paint. Hmm. And it's designed for use on metal fences and railings and front doors and garage doors if they're made out of metal or aluminum or whatever. Um, I'm not sure if it's specifically recommended for aluminum siding. I'm not sure why it wouldn't be. But, you know, when you go hunting for paint um, and if you're at Home Depots, check that out and just see if they do recommend that or go online, I guess, and see if they recommend that because that might be another option Mm -hmm. because it is specifically designed for metal. Um, And if you you wind up sanding or cleaning and come down to bare metal, um, I would apply a primer first, even if it's a spray primer, um, because, you know, you don't want, you don't have some of it painted, some of it unpainted. So I think I put at least a primer on and then with the top coat of whether it's acrylic latex or this direct to metal paint. Mm -hmm. Is this a two-story house? Yes. Yeah. That's going to be challenging, of course, getting up there to paint. 
Um, but yeah, as Danny said, aluminum siding can be painted and very successfully, as long as, like any paint job, you prep it so prep it properly. Okay, well, it is uh, where, where the paint has come off. It is down to bare metal, so I, okay. I was worried about that also if it needed to be primed before it could be painted. You know, a lot of paint says a lot of paint these days say they don't you don't have to prime, but I don't know, especially outdoors on the house. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. take a chance. It's not going to cost that much more to mm -hmm. prime it and then put on because because what if it fails? You know, because you didn't prime it then right. what? Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like on the south side and the west side of the house is where this is happening. Uh, the north and and uh, east, uh, it is it, still okay there. Right. Probably because of the sun exposure. Sun. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, good. It sound, um, you, you'll be surprised. I, I remember painting an aluminum house many, many years ago. We did it the right way, and that's probably been 20 years, and it still looks pretty good. So uh, it oh, does. It, it will It will last for you if you do it right. And, and uh, we appreciate you being part of the show today, Bill. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Our pleasure. You take care. Have a great weekend. Hey, let's get an email in here, and as we All always right. say, you can send us one anytime. Today's homeowner.com slash ask. That's what Dale in Kansas wrote in, said, you know, I've never installed house siding. Uh, here's another siding question. And was wondering if that's something I can do myself. Also, what kind of siding would you recommend for the sunny side of the house? We have cedar siding now, and it's all cracked up. I'm looking for something that requires less maintenance. Well, Dale, there's a lot to choose out yep. there. There's, um, you know, vinyl siding has changed so much over what it used to be. There's insulated vinyl um, panels now that actually have about half inch foam insulation or sometimes three quarter inch foam insulation attached to the back of it. It makes it more rigid and more durable and it's very easy to install. And yes, it is very do-it-yourself friendly. The tricky part comes in on your transitions around doors and windows and your starter course. You'll have to do a little bit of research on exactly the whichever manufacturer you go with, exactly what they recommend. And uh, also one of the biggest mistakes with vinyl siding is nailing the nails tight. You you know, sometimes uh, if you're not familiar with that, you'll see uh, the guys installing it, and, and, and it's really loose. Well, it needs to be for expansion and contraction, unlike other materials like fiber cement siding is a great option that can give you a smooth or a textured look to it. It's extremely durable, holes paint forever, termites don't like it, and, you know, it stands up in high winds. But um, I would recommend looking at several different categories, your better quality vinyl sidings, Fiber Cement, there's several different companies that are involved in that. And then there's other um, simu uh, you know, simulated type of material that looks really authentic, but it's actually made out of materials that won't deteriorate. And there's a lot of those type of sidings out there um, as well. But, you know, um, Joe, it really is tricky when, you're, when, when you have to have the knowledge of right. proper, proper flashing, you know, yep. you don't want to create a problem with that. And also how much you have to prep the walls because, you know, if you try to put lap siding over lap siding, oh, man, that's yeah, you're right. going to have a long day ahead of you. So, yeah. you know, how much you tear down, then once you tear off a certain section, what can you do to make the house better with house wrap or insulation board or any of those kind of things right. and to be able to use that opportunity to supplement your ins insulation if you need to. So even though if you're, you know, pretty savvy, homeowner you can do it but when you when you couple together all the knowledge you need the tools specialty tools you yeah. need and probably a lot of ladder work might be good to get a few prices on this yeah and that's not even talking about 
trimming around all the windows and doors right. and get, you know because that requires a special skill as well so yeah i think i would hire somebody to do this um you know by and it would be so much quicker an average size house they could probably reside the whole thing in a three or four two or three days four days maybe depending mm -hmm. on the siding but yeah i was thinking fiber cement or vinyl if he's looking for really less maintenance or as little maintenance as possible vinyl would probably have less maintenance than fiber cement only because fiber cement is painted and you may eventually have to repaint and there there is a new type of siding out that is probably as maintenance free as any siding's ever going to be and it's cellular pvc mm -hmm. it's essentially plastic and um and it's relatively new and it goes up quickly and you know it's solid through and through it doesn't doesn't never needs to be painted or anything else so that, that's another that's pretty expensive but that's another option for, good, for good. Dale, he's in he's in Kansas, so yeah, he's had some pretty rough weather four seasons. So yeah, I think uh, vinyl might be the best option. A lot of different things out there. There's even some uh, very interesting looking stone and brick panels that mm, that's right have yeah. getting more and more do it yourself friendly. So a lot to explore there. Do a little Googling around. Go out to some showrooms. Look at some homes that have the type of siding you're considering, and you'll you'll find exactly what you want. Hey, coming up, we're going to tell you all about a um, new self-propelled cordless mower. It, they just seem to be coming out with more and more mowers. It's the time of the year for that. I'll tell you all about that and a whole lot more right here on today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. My daughter is Marina. Marina has a rare form of children's eye cancer, retinoblastoma. Her doctor sent us to a specialist, and then the specialist sent us to St. Jude. Within the first couple weeks of us getting here, I was just so scared. Like, I think the reality just hit me, and it kind of hit me all at once. I had started to cry, and her doctor came in, Dr. Brennan came in and just didn't even say anything, sat down beside me, and like, hugged me and held me while I like was literally sobbing. And she just said, it's gonna be okay. We don't have to worry anymore. The treatment worked and we've saved her eye. This place has been such a blessing for us. There's no way you could have paid for treatment back home if we had to. We can come here and we can just solely focus on taking care of her and helping her heal. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. What would you give for a child you loved? 
to make their wish come true, to help them fight a critical illness. Just imagine what you'd do. You see, wishes are so powerful, and you can make them real. They can give a child back their childhood, even change the way they feel. Every single one of us can make the stars align, because when we come together, hope and joy will shine. Wishes need stars like you. Visit Make-A-Wish at Wish.org. Whatever you do, remember to keep it on the level. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. After the break, we'll talk about how important it is to start out on an even plane for flawless flooring right after this. Keep the bugs out and let the fresh air in with Duck Brand's hands-free magnetic screen door. It's a quick, affordable solution for outdoor living spaces. The durable mesh is easily installed and can be attached to the inside or the outside of your existing door frame with no tools needed. It works on single or sliding doors, and the magnetic closures make it easy to walk through when your hands are full. Learn more about Duck Brand's hands-free magnetic screen door at duckbrand.com. Many homeowners are tackling do-it-yourself flooring these days, and one of the more popular options is a ceramic or porcelain tile. But if your home is on a slab and you discover indentations in the concrete, it's important that you take steps to create a smooth, level surface before the first piece of flooring goes down. Otherwise, you'll wind up with an uneven finished floor, as well as the possibility of unsightly cracks developing. A six-foot level is a great tool to find low spots in your slab, and once identified, you need to get rid of them. The easiest way to do that is to use a self-leveling compound, which is a masonry powder mixed with water that you pour onto the low spots to quickly fill in any indentation. Once dry, you'll have a level slab ready for your new flooring. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment brought to you by The Home Depot, how doers get more done. You know, battery-powered mowers are becoming more and more popular, and as they do, they're getting better and better. The Milwaukee M18 fuel self-propelled model is a great example. The brushless motor operates on two M18 red lithium batteries to deliver more maximum torque than a 200cc gas motor. Of course, there's less noise and vibration than the gas mower, but this model has some other cool features as well. The steel deck design and higher blade speed allow the mower to uh, develop better airflow and increase lift for the best cut quality, whether you're mulching back bagging, or using the side discharge. Another advantage is the instant throttle response on both the lawnmower blade and drive motors to reach full throttle in under one second, which improves both control and productivity. Now, plus you never have to pull that starter cord again. Hey, find out more about this special battery-powered lawnmower from Milwaukee by going to homedepot.com. More and more technology. It won't be long before we can throw all of our extension cords away. That's though. right. Hey, Danny, they, they, it says it reaches full throttle under one second. Like that's some great innovation. I've driven with Danny and <laughs> he reaches full throttle in under one second. Remember that cobalt blue Mustang convertible oh, we rented in yeah, Vegas? Man, that was, we were styling in that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that fishing trip. At 125 miles an hour. <laughs> hey, let's get back to the Today's Homeowner Hotline, see if we can help out Brian in New Jersey. Brian, welcome to the show and tell us what's going on around your house. Hi, Danny and Joe. Uh, 
This weekend, uh, I'm going to be installing a new mailbox, and my plan is to dig the hole, set the 4 by 4 post in it, and then pour concrete around it. Okay. Uh, my question is, I have two questions. One, how deep and wide should I dig the hole? And then in terms of the concrete, I had planned on pre-mixing it with water and then pouring it into the hole. But my neighbor told me that I can actually pour the dry mix around the post and then just add water. And it didn't seem right to me, but I don't know. So what are your thoughts? All righty. Well, that, um, does, that does sound like an odd way to do it, but Danny will explain. It does work, right? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, on the size of that, um, you know, um, mailboxes do get a good bit of abuse. They get bumped into a little bit, and you're constantly opening and closing, you know, the, the lid on it. So I would recommend a minimum of 18 inches deep, and then whatever size post you have, have at least four inches all the way around to give it some good support from that. More, of course, is always better in this case, but um, that would be sufficient to be able to pour that, uh, to pour that in and, um, get, you know, get the kind of support that you need on it. Now, you know, um, I'm with you a little bit on, but just doesn't seem right to pour that concrete in, uh, right out of the bag without mixing. I've always mixed it before, but my friends at QuickRead explained to me very well about the formula that they've put together with their fast setting red bag concrete. I used it recently on our best new, um, product backyard paradise contest and, uh, got to got to admit they they had the stats to prove to me that it is just as strong as long as you follow the directions, which essentially is just pour it right out of the bag and then just wet it down really well. And uh, about 30 minutes later, you're ready to go. It is amazing how well that works. So uh, that's pretty much it. And now another thing I like to do when you're pouring concrete around a post like that, two things. I like to wrap the post with some type of plastic or felt just so that it doesn't have direct contact with the concrete. And also, so what I do is I'll usually take a few deck screws and just screw it right in the side of the um, post before I set it down in the con or, or, you know, before I set it down in the hole. That way, when the concrete um, forms around it and dries, it has all of these little um, points of support coming out from the post. All of those little things like that, very, you know, easy to do, very inexpensive to do, but can make a difference in the strength and the longevity of the post. But I think you'll be in good shape when you do that. Just use that level. Make sure it's nice and plumb. I will. Thanks, guys. Hey, do it, Brian. Hey, hey, Brian, I want to add one other thing is um, I, I put in a mailbox recently and I checked with the post office because I knew they had rules as far as like oh, where, yeah, that's right. how high it's supposed to be, how far off the road. Because I've seen some that are so far off the road, not that far, but I mean, they're like two or three feet off the road and the mail carrier doesn't get out of the car or truck, right? So they have to drive and they wind up driving on the lawn and creating a rut. So here's what you should do. The bottom of the mailbox, like the floor of the mailbox should be between 41 and 45 inches high, like off the ground, 41 to 45 inches to the bottom of the mailbox. And more importantly, the front of the mailbox, like where the door is, when the door is closed, should be no more than six or eight inches from the edge of the road or the curb or whatever you have there. Now, that seems pretty close, but that's that's what the um, what U, USPS, the Postal Service, recommends, just six to eight inches from the road. So so be sure to do that. You don't want it too close so someone will hit it, but you don't want it so far back that they have to drive on your lawn. So keep, keep that in mind as well. Oh, wow, that's a good point. I didn't know that. 
Thanks so and much. Make sure the door faces the street. Don't put it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the door folds down, not up. Yeah. We're just full of helpful tips. I here think today. we've got, got pretty thorough on that answer. Well, Brian, be, be, best of luck to you. Get out there and, and, and keep in mind that's one of the first things people see when they drive up that's to your right. house. Yep. So make it strong and make it pretty. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You take care. Well, well, Joe, I'm on mailbox number three. You haven't even been in the house three years where you go through I, a mailbox, mailbox a year? Mailbox number three. I <laughs> oh mean, the, between the FedEx Danny. guys, I mean, I got a video of the FedEx guys backing over it. Then they got out and looked at it. It was under the FedEx. So they just took off and drove over it again. Just want right? to make sure it wasn't you. That's no, all. I know. I guess they were thinking oh I'd have run over gosh. a neighbor. But, um, but you know, and, and never could get them to even respond, you know, to uh, to, to take care of my little mailbox. So I fixed it. Bam. It, it got <laughs> It got hit again. I don't. That that was uh, one of my neighbors. They came back over with some screws and some nails, trying to fix it. And I went, no, 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 get away from yeah, there. Yeah. And so yesterday, somebody else, and I, really? I haven't even l- looked at the videotape yet to see who I'm gonna go over there and straighten out in a little while. But uh, <clears throat> but I. Mailbox yeah, number three, yeah. so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get out there with my hammers and kind of dolly it, you know, back where it'll work for right. a little while because, you know, with all the rain, uh, the rain gets right in there, you That's know. That's right, just, yep. uh, so. Well, next time I come and visit you, I'm not going to put out my, a lounge chair and sit in the sun anywhere near that mailbox. I can no, that. not at all, not at all. And I think I'm going to put one of those little fake cameras up there with the sign, you know, yeah. that says, you know, you're being videotaped. In the event that there's damage to this mailbox, call this number. You know. should put spike strips around it. There you go. I know. I I know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of something like that. But anyway, always something when you own a home. Hey, we're still rolling along here on today's Homeowner Radio. So glad you're with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Since 1982, Exmark has been dedicated to building the world's finest mowers. These machines provide you with a quality of cut that seems impossible, dependability you can measure in lifetimes, and an operator experience like none other. Because Exmark believes if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Visit Exmark.com to discover a one-of-a-kind ownership experience and see the difference for yourself. Our friends at Deitch Coatings have done it again. Transform your patio porch or walkway with their spread stone decorative concrete resurfacing kit. Everything you need in one kit to create a stunning new surface. And there are five colors to choose from. No artistic skills needed. Just roll on the coatings following the four-step process. Get more details and order your kit today at The Home Depot or DeitchCoatings.com. That's D-A-I-C-H Coatings.com. I'm Chelsea Lipford-Wolf. I'd love for you to check in and see what projects I'm working on in and around my house. All you have to do is type in checkinginwithchelsea.com into your favorite browser. You'll find my weekly blog projects and my feature web show with small, manageable DIY projects aimed at making your home your own. And if that's not enough Chelsea for you, find me on Instagram and Facebook for behind-the-scenes updates of what I'm working on when I'm not on today's homeowner TV. Again, that's checkinginwithchelsea.com. Brought to you by Tightbond. 
If your toilet delivers weak flushes or takes forever to refill, it's time for a new fill valve, and the Fluid Master Performax valve is just what you need. Performax is specially designed to boost your toilet's performance by providing a powerful, reliable flush every time, so you have a cleaner, more efficient toilet. Plus, it's one of the quietest valves on the market, and it's easy to install. With adjustments for both tank and bowl water, Performax is ideal for both new and old toilets. Pick up yours at your local home improvement store or visit shop.fluidmaster.com. Transform your kitchen or bathroom with a beautifully tiled backsplash all by yourself in as fast as one day with Simple Mat from Custom Building Products. Simple Mat is a unique double-sided adhesive mat designed to bond tile to backsplashes or countertops. There's no mixing of powder, no mess to clean up, and no waiting for the mortar to harden. Simply set the tile onto the mat, then ground. It's the quickest, easiest, cleanest way to install tile. Visit thesimplemat.com for more information. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Installing electrical switches and outlets is time-consuming, even for pros. But Leviton is changing the game with their new Decora Edge line of wiring devices. Just push stripped 14-gauge or 12-gauge wire into a color-coded termination port and close a lever that clicks into place. It's faster, easier, and safer to install. Plus, the connections are all inside the device, so there are no exposed metal parts to worry about. Find out more at leviton.com slash decoraedge. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Custom Building Products, the leader in flooring preparation products and tile and stone installation systems. And welcome back to the show. You know, it's summertime, so it's time to go around the yard segment uh, brought to you by our friends at Quickrete. You know, sometimes improving your landscape requires the removal of old plants to make way for new ones. If these old plants are well-established shrubs or bushes, it can be a pretty tough job. So here are a few things to consider before you tackle a chore like this. First of all, you want to make sure there's no buried utilities in the area that you're working. So call a free number, 811 that's call before you dig hotline in your area. They'll arrange to mark any public utilities in the area so that you can avoid them. But you still need to keep your eye out for any irrigation lines, so always dig very cautiously. Now, when you encounter any roots, make sure they are, in fact, roots before cutting them because an irrigation wire or a pipe looks a lot like a root when it's been covered in dirt for a while. Try scratching the surface to see if the bark peels away to reveal raw wood. If if it is a root, you can use a pair of loppers or a reciprocating saw to cut it out. Now, these tools work really quickly and precisely, um, and it's a little bit better than hacking the stump with a shovel or rake. Plus, they won't shower you with dirt uh, from swinging at it. And if you, you know, want to work around the plant methodically, cutting roots this way will be a lot safer. You should be able to pry the stump out of the ground with a shovel after clipping all of these roots. This Around the Yard segment brought to you by our friends at Quick Read. Hey, well, Joe, you know, it's uh, summertime and we hadn't had a chance to share yep. with everybody our summer checklist from our four seasons. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ownership. So encourage you to drop by today's homeowner.com slash four seasons to download these lists. It's just kind of a reminder list of some of the things you want to do. So let's hit the top 10 real quick uh, All right. to tell everybody the things they need to do. Number one, change that AC and heating system filter. Always very important. While you're at it, flush out the AC drain line with bleach twice during the summer. 
And if you got a deck, don't forget to check for loose railings or damage on the anywhere else on your wood deck, especially the stringers. The stringers are the notched pieces of wood that lead up, that hold up the stairs, support the stairs. The treads might be okay, but sometimes those those uh, stringers get cracked. So definitely check that. And of course, if there are any nails or screws sticking up, you know, refasten those so that someone doesn't catch their foot on them. And while you're outside, inspect fencing and gates for damage and make the repairs as necessary, especially the gates, because you don't, you know, you want to make sure the gates are swinging freely and not digging into the ground. And of course, you want to get that outdoor grill looking and um, working properly. So go ahead and spend a little time to thoroughly clean and carefully inspect that outdoor grill to make sure there's no rust spots on the bottom of it that could lead to a potential fire. While you're at it, check all of that outdoor furniture. I'm sure there's a few loose screws here and there, maybe a little touch up of some rust spots that are needed. Get it ready for the summertime so that you can really use it and enjoy it. And if you've got a wood burning fireplace, call a chimney sweep. You might be wondering, why do I have to call a chimney sweep in the middle of the summer? Well, it's because they don't have very much work this time of year. If you wait till the middle of winter to call them, guess what? They'll say, well, I can't come out till the spring. So now's a great time. You might even get a better price to have that chimney sweep professionally clean and inspect your chimney. And check for any a loose paint on your siding and wood trim and, you know, sand it or scrape it off and then prime and paint. We always recommend when you're painting anything outdoors, always prime it first and then paint it. Another one is to clean those windows inside and out. Did you just cringe a little bit? Why do people hate cleaning windows so much? I, I can tell you this, get a squeegee, get a nice squeegee, and uh, one for the inside, one for the outside, and get someone to help you out on this. Uh, you can use Windex and other window cleaners, but also a mixture of white vinegar and water works extremely well. Um, you know, um, newspaper also, even though newspaper's harder and harder to find, I don't, <laughs> yeah, nobody is, right? has those stacks of newspaper like they used to, but that's also a great material to use or a microfiber um, cloth works very well to do that. But it really is not that hard to do windows and usually you can take care of it fairly quickly. The last thing on our top 10 list of the things that you need to do during your summer checklist is to pull all the weeds and add mulch to gardens and planting beds. Again, you might do a little planting while you're doing that and you just want to end up with it looking good. And of course, as we talk about, mulch is great for the moisture retention, blocking out weeds, all of those things that we have to deal with with having a traditional home. So a lot of things that you can look at there. And of course, if you go to todayshomeowner.com slash four seasons, you'll notice on these checklists, it also has two other little sections. One, if time and budget allow handful of things there to remind you about. And then if you're really ambitious and you get all of these things done and you go, hey, I still got a little energy and want to do a little more. Well, a little something extra will tell you about things like um, inspecting your portable generators, painting your front door to give it a nice bold look, organize one closet, and then maybe purge and clean that garage. Organizing projects like that are always very satisfying. And we appreciate our friends at Home Depot for making it possible for us to bring you this summer checklist in our four seasons of homeownership. Again, today's homeowner.com slash four seasons. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more great current information for your home. You're listening to today's homeowner radio. 
Outdoor concrete projects are quick and easy with Quickrete Fast Setting Concrete in the red bag. Whether you need to set a fence post, mailbox post, or deck footing, or even pour a backyard patio, Quickrete Fast Setting Concrete in the red bag makes it simple. To set a post, there's no mixing. Just pour the dry mix into the hole and add water. It sets hard in about 20 minutes and you're done. It's that fast and easy. Quickrete Fast Setting Concrete. Look for it in the red bag. Hi, Danny and Chelsea here. If you're an explorer, we want to invite you to make our home, Mobile, Alabama, your next adventure. Explore the great outdoors on America's Amazon, the Mobile Tensaw River Delta. Explore science and technology with the whole family at the Explorium Science Center. Explore fantastic cuisine at unique restaurants throughout the city. Explore our history in museums, forts, and sites like Battleship Memorial Park. Plan your next adventure on the Gulf Coast at mobile.org. Could your backyard use a makeover? You can create beautiful outdoor living spaces with Rumblestone from Pavestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen. These rustic building blocks make it easy and they look great. Rumblestone from Pavestone is available at the Home Depot. And be sure to check out the project ideas and how-to videos at pavestone.com. That's pavestone.com. Red, white, and due savings are heating up at the Home Depot. Get great savings that are worth celebrating. And by celebrating, we mean grilling. Get a Dynaglow four-burner gas grill now on special buy for $1.99 at the Home Depot. It's versatile, easy to use, and includes digital pro controller technology for precise temperature control, making it your go-to grill for all those summer celebrations. Get more done during red, white, and due savings with a Dynaglow four-burner gas grill for just $1.99 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Are you hooked on home improvement? Then take our easy-to-understand practical advice with you wherever you go by downloading the Today's Homeowner podcast. With a fresh new episode every week, you'll always have access to the latest tips, tricks, and answers to your home improvement questions. It's like having Danny Lipford and his crew right there with you while you work. Subscribe to the Today's Homeowner podcast today through your favorite podcast app or visit todayshomeowner.com slash podcast to learn more. Today's homeowner is introducing a brand new podcast called Ask Danny. Each week, Danny chats with an industry friend to tackle your most commonly asked questions. They'll share pro tips and practical advice to help your project succeed. Plus, there's always a unique or funny story along the way. Because let's face it, improving your home never quite goes according to plan. You can find Ask Danny wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Today's Homeowner to find our channel and subscribe. And send us your questions at todayshomeowner.com slash askdanny. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your social security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. 
Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Fluidmaster. Find out more at shop.fluidmaster.com. All right, it's time for our simple solution, one of the uh, highlights of the Today's Homeowner Radio Show each week. Joe, share with us yet another one. All right, Danny, here are four quick ways to keep the plants in your flower box or window boxes happy and healthy. Number one, first, be sure to drill drainage holes in the bottom of the box so the soil doesn't stay soggy. And I usually drill a hole about three-eighth inch in diameter, and that's plenty big enough, and space them maybe eight to ten inches apart. And then to stop the soil from sifting through the drainage holes, cover the bottom of the box, just line it with an inch of gravel or, or landscape fabric, something like that. Um, number three, plant the variety of flowering species of different colors. And what the professionals typically recommend is you put flowing vines in the front of the box, short plants in the middle, then taller plants to the rear. And what you create is a really attractive tiered presentation, uh, which looks great even from the street. As Danny said earlier, you know, this really can add curb appeal to a home with window boxes on the front facade of your home. And number four, the last tip, at the end of the season, remove the boxes. Sometimes that can be a real pain, but it's better to remove the boxes, empty out the soil, then store the boxes indoors until next spring. Because if you leave them without anything in them, chances are these are going to be made of wood and, you know, being exposed like that, you know, they're going to eventually rot. So take them indoors until, and bring them back out in the spring. Boy, what a great time of the year right now to, to do a lot of planting. Yep. You can really reap the rewards as you go along. I mean, we already have uh, an amazing amount of vegetables. I mean, we've got tomatoes. We have jalapenos. Had some uh, wow. jala- jalapeno poppers last night, which oh, are really, really How good. How big do they grow down there, the, the peppers themselves, uh, like four at, or five well, the inches The ones we long? had last night were yeah. almost five inches long. Wow, yeah. But, but I think it's some kind of mammoth um, type species or something like that that are intended to be along. She's got cantaloupe out there. She's got onions. She's got, uh, um, you know, the little small tomatoes more than we will ever be able to eat. Oh, yeah, the uh, like cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's running to neighbors, delivering it here, delivering it here. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I lived next door. I'm telling you, I wish you did too. I want to remind you what you can see on the Today's Homeowner television show this weekend. It's a show that we're calling Kitchen Refresh. If you're looking for some uh, fresh kitchen ideas, you need to tune in. You can see how we utilized a very inexpensive butcher block countertop. Man, that thing looked good. And then put in a new sink. That always makes a difference. A little painting, of course, that makes a big difference. And then just a little cabinet alteration that made it more useful. There are so many opportunities in just about any cabinets where you can add a shelf here or modify something and get more use out of it. So we love for you to go to todayshomeowner.com and find out where you can see the Today's Homeowner television show now celebrating our 25th year. And Joe, uh, it won't be long. I think it's the around July 15th, our big right. uh, final show of the 25th season. Oh, great. Where we featured the big community service project with uh, over 100 of our friends on yep. the USS Alabama battleship. So that'll be coming up uh, around coming uh, July up. 15th. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just about, what is that? Three weeks, two or three weeks from now. Yeah, I'm looking uh-huh. forward to that. Um, and it, you were out there for like two or three days, weren't you? Yeah, we were there for actually about four days. And of wow. course, we had yeah, many of days of planning and yeah. set up and that kind of 
kind of thing. And, and uh, it's not just the battleship out there, too. I mean, there's a whole par- – there's there's like a park and there's – Oh, other yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very yeah. – way over 100 acres. And um, wow. you know, they've got lots and lots of airplanes. You know, of course, they've got a submarine, the USS Drum. They've got the big yeah. battleship. Wonderful story about the USS Alabama that you can, you know, learn by going, um, you know, to their website, the USS Alabama website, and, and see everything that's going on there. It really is an – Oh, I look uh, forward to seeing that episode. The project was amazing, but um, and, and the place, it wasn't like it was run down, but it just, you know, right. when you got a place that big, it helps to have just a little bit of a, you know, a TLC, just like in any home, uh, made a big, big difference on that whole park there. All right, that pretty much wraps up the first hour of today's Homeowner Radio. So glad you were able to spend a little bit of your busy weekend with us here on the radio show. I'm Danny Lifford, along with my buddy Joe Truini. Thanks so much for listening to this hour of today's Homeowner Radio.